0: We have come into his house and gathered in his name to worship him. We have We Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes.
1: in this morning is Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the wilderness,
2: Prepare
3: the way of the Lord, make straight the paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey
1: people went out from Jerusalem and all of Judea and the whole region of Jordan confessing their sins and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River
4: Let's pray together Dear heavenly Father Lord we thank you this morning for this day that you've blessed us with Father uh we just want to pray for those of our congregation that aren't able to be here, Lord. Um, whatever, whatever is ailing them or falling them, be it physical, uh, emotional, Father, we just pray, ask a healing, uh, loving hand upon them. Lord, we want to give thanks and praise for uh, getting Lila Napier back to her home. Lord, we pray uh, that you continue to watch over. That situation, Lord, uh, give her strength and those caring for her. Um, just, uh, again, continue to watch over that whole whole situation, Father. We ask a blessing on every marriage that is uh, represented here today. Father, we pray for the youth of our congregation. Lord, uh, continue to ask that uh, you make them leaders, not followers, Lord. And we pray for this. We pray for this community, Father, um, for, for all the stuff that's going on in it with drugs and uh, different things, Lord. We just ask that um, you keep our kids safe and you, again, you make them be the ones to shine and whatever may be stumbling block in the road, regardless of age, Father, you help us to be the leaders, not the followers, that we can draw others closer to you. It's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen.
0: I know that my Redeemer lives and ever prays for me. I know. Yes, sir.
2: sunshine you, you sure sound good this morning that's one benefit for sitting up in the front you get to hear all those voices behind you uh, as we uh, meet here this morning of course one of our our main purposes is to participate in the lord's supper and i have i have a few thoughts that i want to uh, bring you about that and and to read some scripture here uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record the institution of the Lord's Supper. But I want to go to 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, and I'll start about verse 20. He has some criticism. In fact, this is the whole chapter, he's criticizing him about uh, some of their meeting together and their, their methods of doing that. And in verse 20 he says, When you all come together, you are not really eating the Lord's Supper. This is because when you eat, each person eats without waiting for the others. Other some people do not have enough to eat, while others have too much to drink. You can eat and drink in your own homes. It seems that you think God's church is not important. You embarrass those who are poor. What should I tell you? Should I praise you for doing this? I do not praise you. Then this section of scripture here, we we quote quite often. He says, the teaching that I gave you is the same teaching that I received from the Lord. On the night when Jesus was handed over to be killed, he took bread and gave thanks for it. Then he took the bread and said, this is my body. It is for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, after they ate, Jesus took the cup, and he said, This cup shows the new agreement from God to his people. That's an important statement right there, the new agreement that God's made to his people. This new agreement begins with the blood of my death. When you drink this, do it to remember me. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show others about the Lord's death until he comes. I want to go on a couple more verses here. So a person should not eat the bread or drink the cup of the Lord in a way that is not worthy of it. If he does, he is sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. And the next verse tells you how to avoid that. How do you avoid taking the the bread and the cup in an unworthy manner. Verse 26, he said, Everyone should look into his own heart before he, before he eats the bread and drinks the cup. If someone eats the bread and drinks the cup without recognizing the body, then he is judged guilty by eating and drinking. And he goes on to say, That's why many of you are are not spiritual. You're sick and dead. and uh, uh, that's because you're not, you're not participating in this in a proper way. So now, that's what I ask you to do as we, uh, we give thanks for this. Let each of us examine our own hearts, the spell. Father Niven, thank you for this great group here this morning. And as we, uh, we approach this Lord's Supper, we ask that each of us Look on our own hearts and realize the importance of this. And thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the new agreement that he made. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. us all bow again as we give thanks for the, the through the vine father once again uh we're, we're thankful for these emblems that remind us that uh that we're uh, erring and uh, forgetful creatures and we need this every week to remind us uh, of your sacrifice and your promises that you made to us thank you for these emblems and we pray it pray that we'll do it in a manner that's worthy, we'll examine ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Just a little talk with jesus <coughs> let's go ahead and stand up i think this is a stand-up song just a little talk with jesus i once was lost in sin but jesus took me in and then a little light from heaven filled my soul it made my heart in love and broke my name up. Just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. Hear our famous cry. Answer by and by. Feel a little prayer for yearning. Heart to heaven is turning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Times my past seems drear without a ray of cheer, and then, without a doubt, may hide the light of day. The mist of sin may rise and hide the starry skies, but just a little talk with Jesus clears the way. Have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about our troubles. Hear our faintest cry, answer by and by. You feel a little prayer for yearning, your heart unto heaven is turning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it bright. I may have doubts and fears, my eyes be filled with tears. But Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to him in prayer, he knows my every care, and just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about our troubles, hear our famous cry, answer by and by feel a little prayer for your need. Heart of the heaven is turning. Find a little talk with Jesus, makes it right. Amen. Before uh, Jamie's lesson this morning, let's sing How Majestic Is Your Name. We'll use this song to dismiss the uh, students off to children's Bible time, and then we'll have a lesson. Oh Lord, oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth, O Lord.
1: Good morning, sunshine. It's good to see you all this morning. Good to be together with you all this morning. Let's pray together and we'll keep going through this service. God, thanks so much for this beautiful day that you've given us and all the blessings, Lord, that you shower on us every day. It's good to be together in you. Father, it's good to sing songs to you, worship songs to you, not just songs, but songs from our heart that Remind us of the great truths about you, God, and you're so good and so wonderful and so awesome. And God, I just thank you for friends, loved ones, people together in you. And I pray today that you would encourage us and bless us and remind us of just, God, that you love us, that you're moving us forward in you. You have great dreams and plans and hope for all of us and help us to just just be with you today, be in you today. And uh, continue through this service now with us. God, we need you and we love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So you know, um, over the last few weeks we've been working through this John the Baptist thing, which is um, interesting and fun, uh, a little challenging. He's a he's an interesting character. Remember, we start in First John or in John one. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God. In the beginning, through him, all things were made, that it has been made. Apart from him, nothing has been made. In him was life, and that life was light to all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has never overcome it. There was a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives light to all mankind was coming into the world. And that's what John the Baptist was about. John the Baptist came as a light. He didn't come to be the man. He didn't come to be the one. He came to be the one pointing to the one. And that's the greatest thing. And that's the things we're learning from John. Those are the things we want to understand from him. One of the greatest men to ever live. Jesus even says so. He just praise him. He praise on who John was. But John was not Jesus. And John knew he was not Jesus. John knew he was just a pointer. And because of his pointing, we love him. Because of his pointing, man, our lives are changed forever. And we get to be those like John who point to Jesus. People are going out to him everywhere all the time. He was this voice. In a quiet time, a light in a dark time, it had been a long time since anybody had heard a good word from the Lord. Uh, We're in the inter, you know, we go through the intertestamental period, intertestamental period. There's no prophecy. There's nothing coming along and and Israel was just waiting and hoping you've never had to experience those times. You have never had to experience those times, though you may go through some difficult times. And so this is where we're going to settle today. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. You, you stay with this just for a minute. You see he's preaching in the wilderness and he's the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out from him, to, from Jerusalem, out to the wilderness. It could say here, right? He's in the wilderness. He's the voice of one calling in the wilderness. People are going out to the wilderness, um, you know, to hear from him. And they were coming from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. The wilderness, the wilderness, you know, you, you hear this thing about the wilderness. What's up with the wilderness? And if you've lived very long, like, I don't know, a couple of years, you've probably had some times you're like, oh, this is just so bad. It's never been worse than this ever. i tell you what's worse than that. I was driving home one time when I was in college, home from King's Island, by the way, and uh, I know you, we all love King's Island. I'd gone to meet with some friends and I, I maybe get a little hyped up sometimes, you know, when something's going on, get pretty excited, you know, and I'm like, you know, I put, I'm like getting my car that morning and I'm like, oh, I got enough of gas to get there, you know, so I just plowing it. don't get ahead of me, you already know where this is going to go, you're talking about wilderness, this is bad. I get in my car and I'm driving to Kings Island, pick up a few friends along the way, drive through, you know, um, 32, you know, Roger and Candy, you know where I'm at, through those places, uh, on out to, you know, 275, up 275 to Kings Island, spend the day at Kings Island, come out tired, totally excited, we watch the fireworks, goofing off, shut the place down with my friends, get in my car, just start driving home. I totally forgot, I need a gas, don't get ahead of me here. You know, I just keep driving and driving and driving, dropping friends off, dropping everybody up. Then I'm all by myself at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I ran out of gas. In the middle of nowhere, when everybody in the world's asleep, except for, well, like Tucker and Bo, Trey probably and Isaiah, like, hey, what are you guys doing gaming? It out? Yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all alone. Everybody's asleep. I'm like, what am I going to do? oh no and i mean there's nothing anywhere i'm i I feel this it's dark it's black there's no cars there's nothing like i never thought this road looked like this at night i always had headlights you know it's just weird so i'm I'm, i know i have to call somebody but i don't know if you know a time when there wasn't a cell phone (laughs) it's not been really that long ago all right I, i know you can't imagine this some of you but, you know, this it's not been so long that you just didn't have a phone in your hand. I'm like, i got to ask somebody for help. And so I just start walking, and I start knocking on doors at 2.30 in the morning. I don't know. Nobody answers here. I'm still walking, knocking on another. I haven't thought about what I'm going to do if somebody answers, and then who I'm going to call. I haven't even thought through that. So when nobody answers and then nobody answers and then nobody, I wouldn't answer and you wouldn't either. You'd leave me on your porch. Don't act like you wouldn't. You might shoot me. I know some of you guys. So then I start thinking, what am I going to do if somebody answers the phone? I cannot call my dad because no one will have to shoot me because he's going to shoot me and run out of gas in the middle of the night. What's wrong with you? By the way, if you have trouble in the middle of the night, call your parents. That's just the thing to do or call me. I don't care. So I finally think, i got to call my brother. That's who I'm going to call. But first got to find somebody because my brother will rescue me and not kill me. So that's real important. To be rescued is important and not to die is important. And so I, I, I finally this, this old gentleman, older gentleman, a farmer guy, answers the door and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I just ran out of gas time. I kid, It just could have been my dad, okay, because he just gives it to me. What are you doing out in the middle of the night? Nothing good happens in the middle of the night. Running out of gas in the middle of the night. I'm like, man, I just should have called my dad. I should have walked home. I don't know. <laughs> call my brother. I'll be right there. Came and got me, rescued me. It was like a 45-hour, you know, it's a long drive. I waited a long time, never lectured me, never speeched me. It was already embarrassing enough. But when I was finished, he gave me a little bill. (laughs) Here's what's gonna cause you to get your car back tomorrow without dad finding out. And they never did find out that I know of, because that's what friends do and brothers. I mean, you know, you don't hide the the stupid, but you, uh, you know. All right, you get the story. Sometimes we're in wilderness, things get difficult sometimes, right? And you don't know what to do. And if you think you're not gonna ever be in the wilderness, take a breath because you might be in one right now what's up with wilderness it's an odd time man it's a difficult time sometimes you get in wilderness and if, if you if you wonder what wilderness is the best way that i could explain it and this is so abstract somewhere between civilization and chaos you know things hadn't completely fallen apart for me i wasn't in the inner city tegusagalpa in the middle and i've been there in chaos it was not fun Walking through streets. That's not fun. But it's not civilization. This is not the normal place to be. This is not peace and calm and safety. It's dangerous. It's very hopeful. I'm very hopeful something's going to happen here. But you know the story of Hagar in Scripture? In Genesis 16, Sarai, her maidservant, gives her to her husband Abraham because she can't have children. Hagar has children begins to taunt Sarai. Sarah gets mad or Sarah she's going to become later in Abraham, Abraham will become Abraham. She gets upset, Abraham says do with her whatever you want. So Sarah just abuses her till she runs away. She's hiding in the wilderness and the angel of the Lord comes to her in the wilderness in this place she's been driven there. You can be driven to the wilderness. You can God could lead you to wilderness. Or you could, t- 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 for reasons, or you could just submit to God and have just a, some wilderness timing for him. And we'll talk about it, and you'll get where I'm going. So the angel shows up and said, Sarah, where did, or Hagar, where did you come from? Where are you going? And she says, my maid, servant, she, or my servant, she's treating me so bad, you know what's going on. On and on, and she says, yes, you're right. Or the angel says, yes, you're right. And tells her, you know, this is what's going to happen. This son of yours is going to be a great nation as well. That's where Ishmael, you know, you know we have the, the whole story. Right Isaac comes along, Ishmael comes along, there's abuse, there's just the story unfolds though that's, that, that Hagar names this angel, he calls her he, he, she calls him Elroy. I've seen the God who sees me in the wilderness. God saw her, and he provided her, he gives her hope, he projects her life and tells her, this is what's going to happen. Now go back, they're going to take care of you. Look it up, Genesis 16, Exodus in, in Exodus chapter three, you know Moses has. Come to the defense of one of his Israelites and kills one of the Egyptian bonsir, or, or I mean, you know, taskmasters. They find out, he finds out they know about it, so he runs away to the wilderness. He's in the wilderness taking care of his father in law Jethro's sheep. While he's there, he sees this bush that's burning, you know, the story here. This bush, it will not burn up. It just keeps burning and burning and burning. Hence the name Moses and the burning bush. Maybe you've heard about that before. Anyway, so the bush is not burning up. So he approaches it and like, I'm going to see what's going on here. And he goes over to the bush and the Lord says, whoa, Moses, take off your feet, your shoes. Because that would be weird. Take off your shoes. The place you're standing is holy ground. So wilderness can be holy, right? Interesting. It's holy. Then in Numbers 14, the Israelites, when they refuse to cross the promised land, they have lost heart. You know, Joshua and Caleb, when God says, go check it out, when we're finished, when you're finished and you see how awesome it is, get the boys together, cross the Jordan and conquer the promised land. Joshua and Caleb come back and they're like, hey, we can handle these guys, but all the other 10 spies are like, no, we can't do it. We're like grasshoppers in their eyes. They'll destroy us. So they, they crush everybody's hearts. They destroy their faith. And so... Because of the lack of listening to God and moving when God says move they get a wander in the wilderness for 40 years until everybody 20 years old and over die the point is that God is trying to do something in wilderness with them or in, through this wilderness they've been going through. And they've been in the wilderness for a while because when they came out of Egypt, they came out to wilderness. They go to Sinai. They get the, you know, the Ten Commandments. They get the law. They get their identity. I am your God. You're my people. Nobody else made you. I made you. Nobody else can bless you. I can bless you. Nobody knows how your life's supposed to be lived. I know how your life's supposed to be lived. So hang on to me. I will lead you through. They battle, and when we all battle, we all walk into a time in any relationship. When you get twisted in your relationship, you got wilderness, don't you? <laughs> when things get weird in any relationship, you got wilderness. And so God is, we've, we, we have a lot of him. Yeah, when things aren't right, we have to press into this a little bit, and that, that, that time is somewhere in between. We were in a good relationship, but I'm dreaming of great things for you, so right now, You're in this time of testing, pressing. We're going to see who you're going to trust here. It's very important to see who you're going to trust. Now, when God leaves these folks in the wilderness till all of them die, here's the most amazing thing about God. They had food. He always provided food, manna, quail. Their sandals never wore out. He provided and provided and provided and just casually said, You don't want to go? It's gonna rock you home right here, but you're not going into the promised land. That's a powerful truth, and so so when you think about this wilderness and what's going on in the wilderness, you have to look into scripture and see all the places God has shown up because He's doing something big in wilderness. There's a purpose in this wilderness, a purpose. Okay, what's up with it? It's 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 something happening, something. Powerful, but what it's trying to do is lead you to our next one. It's trying to lead us to trust in Him. The reason we step into wilderness or so we go through wilderness, not always of God's doing. Sometimes it's my own doing, right? Sometimes someone else is doing. Sometimes God is leading into it, but His purposes are always the same. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord, right? And who are called according to His purposes. We know the scripture. So when you're, when you're in the wilderness, regardless how, regardless how you get there, you for just got too excited to put gas in your car, God still means well for you. He still intends good things for you. The purpose of wilderness is to build trust in him. This is big. You don't, know, you don't go through difficult times, so you just learn to trust you and your boys. Because that's how you got here, by the way, trusting you and trusting your boys. We, trust in me and trusting my friends. Trusting me and trusting my own desires, my own wants, my own struggles, just whatever I want to do, how I end up in a barren land doing just nothing things. I get there because I trust me and I trust you. We're not good in those places. You get in the wilderness, God is calling us to trust him. It's all about him. No one else you know the stories, man, and things that get difficult, and you're like, I just got to call somebody else. I just got to call somebody else. I wonder what advice. I wonder where we go. She just don't like me anymore. Oh, I know. You talked to God about it. I mean, we're there to encourage each other, and we're supposed to. But beyond what we're saying and what we're doing, God's saying, I need you to look at me. I need you to see me. It's to build trust. It's to build reliance upon him, Right? The Israelites, I mean, they had nothing. They had nothing to bring into the story. This is going to die in the wilderness. What do they have? He provides them with food, provides them with water, provides them with clothes, takes care of them always. John the Baptist is in the wilderness preaching. Remember the story, right? Just simple food. Locust, wild honey. I got what I need. He's taking care of me. And it's, it's, pre, it's preparatory. It's a difficult word. Preparatory. It's trying to get you. Toward something, it's 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 two a days. It's practice when it's not in season yet. It's all those kinds of things. I'm not. We're not even playing games yet. We're talking practice, man. We're not talking the game. We're not talking game. We're talking practice, and that's what God's saying. I'm talking practice right now. The wilderness is. What are you gonna do here? It's a valley. Is it a valley? I see you, Isaiah. You like the Isaiah that the Alan Robins. Yeah, you know. I know who we're talking about. Is it a valley? Is it the peak? Is it is it? No, it's wilderness. We're in a bad, bad place. But it's to prepare you for something. We're getting ready for something. But it also is there to call you to a deep personal relationship with him. One that doesn't go away when things get difficult, right? One that's right there. Always something very deep. The wilderness is there to pry anything other than God away from you. To pry anything other than God away from you, away from me. Now, not permanently, just to push it back so he's the one that comes to the forefront, right? That's wilderness. That's what it's all about. There's a time okay for wilderness the wilderness is only meant for a time the some of us stay in it forever though some of us stay in the wilderness forever because we never look for hope we never look for help we never turn to him we never learn these things right here we never learn to trust we never learn with the, with why are we here what's up with this we're here to trust we're here to be, more, to, to, to be more dependent, build our reliance on God. We're here to be prepared for something and this deeper relationship for him. So the duration of the wilderness lasts forever. You get in this thing and you never learn to trust him. You never learn to seek him or want him. You just run from spot to spot, person to person, and just dig deeper and deeper and deeper deeper to where you just kinda build your house. You dream your dreams. What's the dream about wilderness? I don't know. Maybe some wind will blow up a dust storm. Maybe it'll rain sometime in a couple of years. I don't know. There's just not much hope staying in the wilderness. And so God built wilderness for a time and in the duration of wilderness, it's very temporary. It's only a season or that's what he means for wilderness. Only a season, it's not supposed to last long. But That's up to you, it's up to me. What do I do while I'm here? What am I doing with this while I'm here? That's the tough part about wilderness, right? I gotta confess, while I'm thinking about wilderness right now, I'm thinking about Allen Iverson. Come on, (laughs) James. You know, it's just practice, right? The wilderness is there just to hang on to you for a little bit and then to be, get you ready and to go. And in this wilderness, God is doing something unique. In, the, in, Israel, in this wilderness where John is right now, in our minds, you know, and in my mind, I used to think that God called John to wilderness because why is John in the wilderness? Well, he's in the wilderness because he, he's preparing for something. He's, he's, what's John preparing for? He's not preparing for anything. He's calling the Israelites to the wilderness. He's trying to get all this junk that's been part of their lives for so long out of them. And so John calls Israel. John goes and God plants them in the wilderness. And if you want to hear a word from God right now, guess where you're going? You're all going to the wilderness. Everybody. And so he's in the wilderness baptizing people and telling them the kingdom of heaven is near. Who's saying this? It's a voice. It's one crying in the wilderness. He's out there. He's not here where it's comfortable. He's not here where it's cushy. He's not here where we can fan ourselves and get a drink. It's out in the wilderness. It's like 1,300 feet below sea level. There's some water there, but it's not drinking water, really? You can get baptized there. You can hear a word from God there. You don't want to live there. And so he calls Israel out there, and he calls them, what's he called, the leaders of Israel? Not all Israel, the leaders. Of, you brood of vipers. Who told you to prepare? This is funny, man. What a good lead by John. But he called them out there. All of Israel, come and see God's doing something new. What's he doing? It's getting you out of this. This same old Monday, nothing sacrificial, something that cannot save you. And he's doing something different. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea, the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. What's he doing with this? Sorry about that. A little quick on the thumb. What's he doing in this? I went really far. He's building trust in them. He's building reliance in them. He's preparing them. He's calling them into a deeper relationship. He's prying everything out of their lives that isn't him. He's calling them to Jesus. You, you know there's only one way here. I know you've been hanging on to these priests. I know you've been hanging on to these guys who are supposed to be getting you nearer to God. And that way is, it's, it's, one, it's very corrupt. Number two, this time is up. There is a new priest, Jesus, one you can all approach, and he's on his way. And I want you to trust him. I want you to, to rely on him. Um, we're preparing you to live this story out and tell this story and call him deeper and deeper and deeper in him and in them. That's powerful, right? Wilderness is a powerful place It's supposed to do something in you and with you. The question is, does God still call us into the wilderness today? Does God still call? I mean, we would all be like, yeah, sure he does. I feel like I'm going through one right now. I'm waiting on a job and it's not working out. I don't like the job I'm in. This guy's, man, there's no encouragement there. There's no hope there. It's dead end. I don't know what's happening with it. It's not where I dreamed my life would be right now. I've been single for so long. There's nobody to date. There's nobody to. My marriage is struggling. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Why did I do this? How come we did that? There's a lot of wilderness, man. What about just, I thought I would be further along in in life than this. I thought I would be deeper spiritually than this. I thought my family would actually be moving in Jesus. And we just keep doing the same thing, living the same life. I thought I would be like a model dad. I thought I would be that mom that my kids would love him. We just get stuck in society and in life and all those things. And and there seems to be no hope or no life. But I hear about Jesus on Sunday. I hear about Jesus from friends. And they seem to have something I don't have. They seem to be seeing something I don't see. Wilderness comes in a lot of shapes and sizes, man. It comes with a lot of different struggles for every one of us. But I would bet out of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, okay, however many there are here. We all have a wilderness going on in us right now. There's a battle going on with us right now. There's that that thing. And the question about how long we stay in it is not about how long God meant it to be. That's what do you do with it? Do I say this is all? I'm drawing a line right here. Me and you, God, I'm giving it all up right now. I'm letting it all go right now because there's only one way out of wilderness. You can't make it up. You top that sand dune and there's another one on the other side. You top that sand dune and there's another one on the other side, and then you top the next one and there's another one on the other side. One's blowing sand in your face. It's like Death Valley, 110 degrees. Can't get no hope, can't get no encouragement. Wilderness is all about you and how long you're willing to stay in it. Or if you will, if I will, learn to trust, rely, step deeper into him. That's his call about wilderness didn't mean for you to stay there it's not punishment it's direction I'm trying to free you from that stuff you've been stuck in i'm not the one that making you stay and i'm trying to free you from it the voice of one crying in the wilderness what's he say the kingdom of heaven is at hand right now repent and believe the good news what's repent mean? just change turn around man Move this thing. I don't want to stay here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. i not going to be like this anymore. And we believe the good news. What's the good news? That he came to change it all for you. He died for all that stuff you're in wilderness for. He died for all the stuff that's going to put you in wilderness one day. So why would you stay there? Why would I stay there? Let him teach me the lesson and move along. Trust, reliance, deeper relationship, prying anything away that's not God deeper in him. That's his call for us. And that's his desire for us. So if you're here today and you're battling with any of this, and we'll have, uh, we're going to, one of our elders will, if you would come forward, an elder will come up and they'll pray with you. They'll immerse you into Jesus, just like John was doing, but into Jesus, not just for repentance, but for identity. They will immerse you into Jesus. If you're struggling in any way with this, they'll encourage you and pray with you they know what wilderness is like. We all do. So, however, we can encourage each other, we want to do it. But, whatever you desire, whatever you want, why don't you come forward, we stand and sing this song. All to
0: Jesus, I surrender, all to Him I freely.
3: Good to see you all here this morning. Hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Uh, All those uh, joining us online, we're glad to have you join us as well. Uh, Hopefully, you received the bulletin. There's a lot of a lot of things in there this morning. Thank you, Jamie, for your lesson. We appreciate that very much. And all the guys that served this morning, thank you for serving us uh, here this morning. Uh, In our bulletin, there's a a lot of things needs to be mentioned there and I know for a fact I'm probably going to forget something because I was handed a few different things so uh, if I do just please get my attention so uh, on our prayer concerns there if you would please uh, keep Sharon Howland and family in your prayers as uh, Sharon's mother did passed away this past week uh, up in New York I believe so uh, uh, please keep that family in your prayers and uh, God would give them peace and comfort so uh Clyde Ball is, is Clyde still in the he's still in the hospital in rehab so uh, if you don't know Clyde fell and, and broke his hip and had to have surgery so remember Clyde and Penny in your prayers and uh, is there any other announcements that any updates on that that's all that I knew about so Okay, okay, Clyde's gonna be moving into best care, is probably what's gonna be happening to him. So, if you get a chance to stop and see him or send a card or something, I know they'd appreciate that. Uh, tonight, the teen class will be meeting behind Wayne's for a bonfire and cookout. Is that still going on, I assume? Yes. Yeah. Who's all invited to that? Teen, the youth group and the campus ministry. Okay, well that leaves me out there, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just fishing there a little bit, so. Okay, so they're gonna, be, they're gonna be having a bonfire this evening, so remember that, and the Red Cross Blood Drive will be here August the 15th. Uh, mark your calendar for September the 10th. That's gonna be our uh, friends and family day at Noble Farms. Uh, September the 10th so go ahead and mark that so you you know that's coming up uh, let's see the food item for Midwestern this month is the pasta so you can bring that in and put it back there in the back and our normal normally we have the pancake breakfast on the first of the month we're gonna be doing a lot of uh, if you don't already know we'll be doing a lot of remodeling over here in the annex so we'll have to cancel that pancake breakfast for August And the Cancer Support Group is continuing to meet here on Mondays at six, PJ's taking care of that, so uh, keep that in mind as well. And I see that our newly married couple is here this morning, so congratulations to Isaiah and Brooklyn. It's good to have you guys back with us. They were married last week, if you don't know, so you can maybe give them a congratulations as, as we go out this morning. Is Miles still with us? Miles Montgomery was baptized at church camp a couple of weeks ago, and he's been hiding from us, but he's here now. So congratulations, Miles. He's right back there. <laughs> That's great news. And in the bulletin, there's a thank you note there from the Lemon family from, for uh, uh, all the cards and visits and food, and especially the prayers uh, and the loss of Cheryl. So please continue to keep, uh, keep Mike and the family in your prayers as well. And I have a note here from Carrie Fauch. She'd like to thank all the ladies from the ladies' class and all the ones that sent her cards and uh, on her 97th birthday this past week. So uh, happy belated birthday, Carrie. So that's, that's great, so. Is there any other announcements? I know I kinda went through that. Okay. Uh, yesterday we had the, uh, the uh, backpack and the free sale over here and uh, all the backpacks have been delivered they were all get over 100 right over 100 110 backpacks were were given to kids so uh, thank you all for helping out with that and the free sale went over pretty good we had a pretty good crowd come in here yesterday and anything that's left over will be be, be donated to the to a, uh, somebody that can use it we've, we've got some things lined up there so i just want to thank everybody and that put that together That was a big undertaking It really was And a lot of folks showed up to help and everything So we want to thank everybody for that And uh, with that being said I wanted to read something here this morning uh, We have a devotional book we use back here In our men's James group on on Wednesdays And uh, the reading from yesterday uh, Well, I'll just go ahead and read it It comes from Romans chapter 12 Verses 4 through 8 It says, for just as each of us has one body with many members. These members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. And then the little devotional there says, Using your gifts from God provides different ways for you to worship him with your life. Take some time to figure out the gifts that you have been given. And we all have been given gifts, every single one of us. Find your gift or gifts, go forth, worship with your life. And then it has a prayer for the day there. It says, Father, help us, empower us, give us boldness. Help us love our fellow man more than we fear what our fellow man may think of us. Help us to use the gifts you've given us as acts of worship to you. And now I was thinking about that. It was just kind of a coincidence, I guess, that that was the reading. And then we had the free sale yesterday that uh, there may be somebody in this congregation who would like to get involved but just don't know how or maybe you have some ideas or something. You know, there's some of us older guys, we we don't have these some of the fresh new ideas and stuff, but I want to encourage you. It, we talk about this all the time in our elders' meeting. We'd like to see that everybody is, is involved. Everybody is part of this family, you know. You feel like if you're invested into something that it, it means more to you, and that's what we would like to encourage here. Uh, if you would like to try to find where your gift is and, and put it to use here, Come and talk to one of the elders or one of the deacons or Jamie or Tim. There's all kinds of stuff going on. You just, you just see part of it up here. There's a lot of things going on in this congregation. I mean, whether it's uh, it's VBS or, or church camp or the day camp or stuff like the free sale, there's all kinds of stuff going on that maybe you might not even be aware of. And like I say, and maybe you're an ideal person. Maybe you have an idea in your head. Come and talk to somebody. Let's see if we can incorporate that somehow. And uh, I was thinking, I saw an in interview Mike Gamp, you'll appreciate this. I saw an interview with uh, Ringo Starr a while back. And for those of you that probably have no idea who that is, he was a drummer in a little band called the Beatles <laughs> about hundred years ago. I saw an interview with Ringo and he said the, the guy interviewing him said uh, Well, you're you're like a well-known drummer and one of the world's famous, you know, best drummers that's ever been. And this must have been hours and hours and hours of practice that you put in. And and he laughed right when that guy said it. He goes, I never practiced a day in my life. I just took what I was given and I showed up and I did my thing. And I thought, wow, that's pretty neat. You know, just think what that group would have been if he wouldn't have showed up. What's well, kind of like here? What what could this group be if everybody showed up and put your talent, put your talent into use? That's what we got going on here. So, anyway, think about that. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Enjoy this nice weather with your friends and family. And uh, if you would stand with me, and we will have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for being our God. Lord, we thank you for loving us. It's just just beyond our imagination, Lord, how much you love us. And Lord, we know that uh, that was displayed in its fullness by you uh, sending yourself, sending your son to die for us on the cross, Lord. And I pray that each day, not just on Sundays, but each day that we can truly reflect upon what you've been done for us. As Wayne said, that we would uh, examine ourselves daily and see where our heart is in relationship with you lord help us just love you more love each other more father we pray for all those on our prayer list the ones we've mentioned here we pray for clyde and penny you would bless them we pray for Sharon and her family that you would comfort them in this time of loss and for for the lemon family you continue to be with them lord and lord, we pray that we can take the things we studied here today the things we uh, uh, thought about and was presented to us that we can apply them to our lives help us to be better servants of yours Lord, we thank you most of all for Jesus, and we ask this prayer, and we give thanks to you in his name. Amen. Amen.